Hey, what's up, y'all? Alan Kenny, host of Blatant Homers and Podcast, part of Crimson and Cream Machine on the SB Nation network of podcasts. Make sure to rate, review, subscribe wherever it is that you get your podcasts. We're doing our annual, or probably annual, week, five, four, three, two. We're doing our weekly picks, picks trying not to suck, me and my brother the skinny. Uh, both of us kind of took it on the chin last week, so we're hoping to uh, get things back turned around. But let's go ahead and welcome on. Skinny, what's up, man? Hey, not much. Um, you know, I know I, I typically sound really good on these, so uh, I'm actually battling a little bit of a cold and cough. So uh, if, if I'm... If, I am, uh, if you hear me uh, coughing throughout, I, I apologize. I'll do my best. Yeah, no worries. No worries, man. So last week, uh, you know, let's see here. We each picked, for our, of course, our five games. <laughs> I think we combined to go something like three and seven. You uh, you, you were able to come through with two of five. You uh, had Navy plus one. That hit Houston uh, plus seven and a half. That was a no. Uh, Baylor minus 11. That was a no. Tennessee plus seven. The Vols actually won outright. And then Indy minus 11. That, that was a no. Um, I was on Houston and Baylor also. Then um, I uh, also had, let's see here, um, Miami minus two and a half. That hit for me, but then uh, lost on uh, Louisiana Lafayette minus one and a half and North Texas plus three and a half. So that takes the two of us, I think, for our uh, overall records, I'm not exactly sure, but I think to, you know we're about we're about even. So uh, you know, let's see if we can uh, get things turned around this week. And then at the end of the show, folks, we will have picks uh, for OU's game this week and a little bit of a recap of what we saw against Texas last weekend. So let's go ahead, get right into it. Um, I'll go ahead and and give us the first one here. Um, you know, look, I don't like the idea of going up to, you know, the window and betting on Illinois any more than the <laughs> next guy. But, you know, they're getting 31 points this week at home against Wisconsin. Wisconsin has obviously, you know, been a wrecking ball this year, but they've got Ohio State on deck next week. Um, and, you know, my numbers don't make the I, – I have a feeling that I, I'm probably underrating Wisconsin a little bit. My numbers, though, don't make this a uh, 31-point game. So, I, I mean, I feel like I'm getting, you know, maybe five points here uh, too much. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and uh, take the Fighting Illini plus 31 um, and, uh, you know, expecting somewhat of a flat performance out of the Badgers this week. Yeah, could be. And that defense, too, uh, for Illinois is – is awful so <laughs> yeah i've got that going <clears throat> for me so yeah all right uh, what, what are you going with this week first all one. right I, i'm i'm gonna actually turn around this week and look at the tulsa golden hurricane going up to cincinnati uh cincinnati obviously a very squad, solid squad uh you know probably the the class of the aac but um you know i think Tulsa may be getting a little bit, maybe a little undervalued here. I mean, they're a decent team. I think they were in a really bad spot last week playing, you know, Navy and that style coming off that loss to, you know, that heartbreaker to SMU. Um, so I'll take Tulsa getting 17 points going up to Cincinnati. 
Yeah, Cincinnati's just a good team, though, man. Like I have a, I, I, that one is one where I just don't have a good feel for it. But I, I watched a lot of uh, their game with Houston, and they just, uh, they, they didn't really let up. So that, yeah. But uh, best of luck with that one. Okay, I got another uh, barking dog this <laughs> for number two here. I'm taking Louisville plus twenty four uh, versus Clemson. Um, again, I don't think I don't harbor any illusions that the uh, Cardinals are going to win this game outright. But I mean, this is a Louisville team that, in my opinion, is playing really well uh, on both sides of the ball. Really, um, you know, I think that it's kind of funny that they ended up, you know, hiring Scott Satterfield uh, after uh, canning Bobby Petrino last year, and uh, you know, the big the big clamor was for Jeff Brom because he's a you know native guy before the season. But I think they actually might have ended up doing better uh, than uh, better with who they ended up hiring. Um, so I'm going to go ahead. I'll take the 24 at home with Louisville against a, a Clemson team that came out and played with some fire last week, but has been, uh, you know, fairly disinterested on the whole this year. Okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah. how about you? What's uh, what's pick number two for you? Okay, so I'm I'm looking at Oregon, the Ducks uh, going into what it is is it Husky Stadium, right? Yes. Up in, uh, in yep. Seattle. Yep. Um, you know, I guess I, I I kind of thought for most of the season it was kind of Oregon, Washington as as sort of the class of that that Pac-12. I really think it's more kind of Oregon one, and then Washington second, and then you know maybe a bunch of other people, but. Um, I, I just, I guess flat out think Oregon's the better team here. Um, you know, better, better core, feel more comfortable with that quarterback situation. I mean, they are going on the road, um, and two at two and a half, I think that's just enough for me to take, excuse me, Oregon laying two and a half. That's just enough for me to be on the docks. Ooh, see, I'm going to go the opposite way here and make right. Washington plus two and a half one of my official picks this week. I actually think that, uh, don't get me wrong, the Huskies have had their problems this year, but I think uh, they're a little bit undervalued in this spot. I, I would actually make them the favorite, a very, very slight favorite. So I feel like you're probably getting about three and a half points here extra. Um, you know, part of my thing is more, I just don't think a lot of Mario Cristobal is a coach. I was gonna uh, say you you have the coaching uh, advantage uh, on your yeah, side. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, true. absolutely. And uh, you know, Oregon has a little bit of an issue there offensively with uh, their their tight end Breland uh, getting knocked out for the year last week. Um, yeah, I I don't like what I've seen so far out of Jacob Eason uh, since he you know arrived there, but. Um, I just feel like, to me, the coaching matchup and the home field is uh, is too good to pass up here. Getting with the Washington game points, so I'll go ahead and uh, take take the two and a half with the Huskies. Okay, all right, well, we're different there. All right, yep. all right. So uh, what what do you have next? Okay, so next I'm looking at. I'll, I'll go back. I'll go to the Big Twelve. I'm looking at Baylor going to Stillwater. Baylor is actually getting four points here. Um, I think Baylor, you know, coming off that and maybe is a little kind of undervalued per se coming off that, you know, I think what people perceived as kind of disappointing performance against tech. Um, but weird things just happen against tech. I don't care if it's in Lubbock or, or mm-hmm. elsewhere. Um, I, I, and, and then with Oklahoma state, I just don't know what, what you're getting there. Um, 
you know, granted it isn't still water, so that that's kind of a, a feather in their cap, I guess, on this one. But but I'll take Baylor getting the points in what I think will be a really close game. Ooh, see, once again, I'm going the other way. I'm going to take the pokes here. I'm going to go ahead and lay the four. Uh, reason being, you know, they the uh, the Cowboys were off last week. Mike Gundy had a chance to kind of uh, circle the wagons a bit. Uh, you know, this is the kind of spot where, you know, historically OSU plays pretty well. Um, and, you know, I think that Baylor losing, losing that middle linebacker, uh, Clay Johnston, he was a big, big part of kind of their defensive resurgence so far this season. So, I mean, I think that OSU is going to figure out a way to attack that spot, maybe with, uh, you know, Spencer Sanders and Chuba Hubbard on the ground and, uh, you know, kind of, kind of get a much needed win here for Mike Gundy's team. All right. Yeah. I mean, hopefully Spencer Sanders doesn't throw three picks again, right? Goodness, but, man. Yeah. That's the one uh, thing. He is erratic, but I mean, so much talent there. So, oh, yeah. No doubt. Okay. Uh, so, what's your fourth? Um, okay. So, I'm looking at Michigan going into uh, to Penn State this weekend. Uh, Michigan is actually getting nine points. Now, uh, you know, I, I'm not real high on Michigan. I, I, I think I've made that fairly clear. <clears throat> but, you know, th- that's not to say that they still have a pretty good defense and, and some athletes there. And then, But this is more kind of fading Penn State as, as being a little bit overrated. Um, you know, sure, that's a nice win at Iowa. But, you know, again, I, it, I was just kind of – I mean, they're, they're a good team, but they're not world beaters by any means. I, I just think Michigan getting nine points this weekend, uh, again, is, is just kind of, uh, I'll take that. Yeah, I, this is a stay away from me just because I, I'm so kind of just blah on Michigan. Um, but, you know, given the roster and whatnot, I, I mean, them giving nine, or pardon me, uh, them getting nine versus Penn State is is a lot. I don't, I, I, I would, I would certainly, if I was going to play this, lean that way, but, um, you know, I, I really don't know. Um, so, all right. Uh, my, let's see here. So this would be my fourth, huh? Oh gosh. This is another one. Oh no, pardon me. This is my fifth. This is another one for me that, uh, man, I, I don't feel great about. I, I can say that, I guess about a lot of games on the slate, but I'll, uh, I'm going to go with Syracuse plus three and a half. Uh, they are hosting Pitt. Um, God, thank God I don't have to watch this game. Uh, <laughs> just, just bet it. But uh, my my numbers make this uh, closer to a pick 'em. Uh, again, kind of a theme here. I feel like if I'm getting three and a half points, uh, you know, more than I than I should be, I'm going to go ahead and take that. Uh, I'll go ahead and take the Qs. Uh, in fact, you know what? I'll take the Qs with a, in a straight up win here over uh, over the Pittsburgh Panthers. All right, all right, okay. All right. So, give me your next one. Yeah, I'm looking at the the Texas A&M Aggies uh, going into Oxford this weekend. Uh, Ole Mix is getting six and a half points. I've done all right with Ole Miss so far this year. Um, not so high on. Uh, well, I'm not. I'm not saying I'm high on either team, but I really not overly impressed with what A&M has done this year. And Ole Miss will put put some points up on you. Um, uh, and being at home, getting six and a half, um, again, it's just kind of one of those things where it's uh, that seems like a line I'll take. 
Right, and the thing here too is, I mean, A&M coming off that game against Alabama, teams tend to be kind of uh, physically beaten up a, a week later after that. And, I mean, especially when you start to consider the gauntlet that uh, A&M's run through so far this year with Clemson and uh, Auburn also already having gone, you know, having gone through those two. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think that, you know, that there's some – there's a tiny little bit of a chance for an upset here, but I'd certainly be be taking the points if I was going to play this one. Yeah. All right. So just to recap, uh, let's see here. Skinny's five picks this week. Tulsa plus 17. Oregon minus two and a half. Baylor plus four. Michigan plus nine. Ole Miss plus six and a half. Um, I'm taking the fighting Illini of Illinois uh, plus 31 versus Wisconsin. Uh, Louisville Cardinals plus 24 uh, hosting the Clemson Tigers. Syracuse plus 3.5 versus Pitt. Uh, Washington plus 2.5 versus Oregon. And I'll lay the four with the Oklahoma State Cowboys. So interesting. We got a couple head to heads this week. So uh, we'll, yeah. we'll see how, how, those roll, I, how those go. Yeah, this was a tough week. It really was. I thought the lines this it week was... were just really, really sharp. Uh, or yeah. especially situation wise, I didn't see a lot that really stuck out to me. So, but um, let's go ahead, and move on, and uh, talk a little bit about our Sooners. Uh, big win last week in the uh, Cotton Bowl. Of course, they didn't cover that uh, ten and a half point spread. However, it was a pretty dominating win, and uh, you know, I mean maybe not necessarily on the scoreboard, but it felt to me like Oklahoma which controlled the game from, you know, essentially from start to finish. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, they may not have covered, but it, it certainly felt like it. I, and I guess I was posing this question to people, but, but like most satisfying OU win since when I, I it's hard for me to come. I, I, I couldn't come. I mean, I guess, you know, you throw Ohio state in there, but, um, outside of that, like in the last decade, I mean, I just don't remember a game in which OU dominated both sides of the ball against a decent team since, uh, you know, maybe since it has to be 2008. Um, yeah, it's definitely and, been a while. Yeah. And, and, and I guess that's why it's, it's, it, it feels satisfying is like, just, I mean, I, I don't care how many they went, they could have won by one point. Um, just and you know, I didn't think Jalen Hurts was was great by any means, but but just to see the defense play like that, like I don't know, it's like that. It's it's cathartic. It feels good. Right. You know, they won by yeah, you know, seven points. They gave up twenty seven. I mean, you know, in the past. You know, we wouldn't necessarily have looked at that and been like, oh, that was a dominant performance by their defense. But um, when you consider what. You know, Texas has been doing so far this year. Um, I mean, you know, they they went up and down the field against LSU, for example. And I mean, they just didn't. OU was not giving that up. They short circuited so many drives with, you know, negative plays or getting, you know, getting to the quarterback. Uh, you know, I thought that for the most part, the secondary had a pretty good day. Uh, just all in all, I mean, you know, it was kind of one of those deals where, uh, you know, Alex Grinch definitely uh, justified the investment made in uh in you know bringing him to OU in the off season but you know it's already starting though you can look at like uh, I was kind of commenting it's amazing to me in the aftermath of a college football weekend like how much of these games get kind of framed through the biggest games in the SEC every weekend mm-hmm. because I mean you know 
I don't know how many times I heard someone talking about, oh, well, Florida really found its offense this weekend against LSU. You know what I mean? Like, you know, a team that gave up all the, uh, all those points to Texas. I mean, we're not, I mean right. it's like they can't fathom the idea that maybe LSU's defense really isn't that good. You know, I mean, that type of thing. It's just, you know, and, and eventually this will come down to that kind of beauty contest, you know, between the Sooners and Tigers. Uh, at some point in the year, you know, I guess, pardon me, not eventually, potentially. So, yeah, it, it is funny how you bring that up because how everything gets kind of, and, and I guess they get the benefit of the doubt, uh, you know, the SEC, but like it's kind of the same story with Florida. Like, you know, prove, prove it to me a little more. I mean, you know, I don't know. I mean, don't get me wrong, that Florida's a nice team, but, but yeah, to, to declare that, that offense back, um, after playing that defense is is kind of silly, but regardless, I mean, I you know I think you look at OU's performance versus Texas, and I hate doing this sort of kind of uh, comparative analysis, you know, between common opponents in football because it, it's tough. But um, I don't see how you you look at what OU did defensively, uh, how you could say that wasn't you know superior to what uh, LSU did, or, or at the very least on par, right? Right, right. What do you think about Hurts after uh, after Saturday? I, I think he kind of is what we thought. I mean, the funny thing is, like, um, uh, what you the things you don't expect, the things you expect him to do, like take care of the ball in the red zone, <laughs> yeah. things he didn't do. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think as a passer, he he's – he kind of is what we thought. I mean, he, don't get me wrong. He's not a, he, he's not a terrible passer by any means, but he's just not Kyler Murray or, or Baker Mayfield. Uh, he's just not. But but the guy's a winner and a good player, and um, a lot. You know, hit, hit, with him in the run game, he can do different things than even what Kyler could do. Um, he's certainly a guy. Oh, you will win a lot of games with and and I think you know could even could even win a national championship with I I believe that what struck me is that you know I don't know exactly what kind of reputation he has you know kind of as in terms of his playing style uh but like I didn't I never really looked at him necessarily as a guy who did a lot of uh, scrambling and improvising in the passing game coming into this. He looked more to me like if it wasn't there, he could take off and run. And that was kind of what he was doing. Whereas, you know, we saw a lot of times the ability of Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray to extend plays, to move around in the pocket some and to uh, find open guys down the field. You know, the, the, the times that we've seen Hertz trying to do that, like that throw back to the middle of the field there in the mm-hmm. end zone. I mean, it's it's just not really in his wheelhouse, you know what I mean? So I don't know if that's something that they're going to be kind of trying to keep keep working on with him or, you know, maybe just, you know, kind of accept, accept what he is. But, you know, one thing to keep in mind to me is, um, yeah, Texas's defense hasn't played particularly well this year, but it's been really hard to run on them for other teams this season. And I mean, OU had no problem, you know. I mean, I think that they ran for nearly eight yards in attempt, um, and uh, Hertz plays a big part in that. And, and I mean, mm-hmm. you know, 
that's the kind of thing in your offense. I mean, that travels with you. You know, it's a, it's good for going on the road, and you know, in a league where a lot of these defenses now are kind of built to stop a lot. You know, the the four receiver spread sets. Uh, that's going to be. Uh, th- it's just a big load for them to try to handle when uh, OU comes to town. Yeah, no, that's a that's a great point on Hertz, especially the the kind of improvisational part. You know, he's more of kind of like the designed runner, or you know, the play breaks down to the extent that he's going to then run as opposed to uh, you know find an open receiver kind of thing. Right. Right. Well, uh, you know, after last week, a bit of a letdown this week with West Virginia coming to town. Uh, it's been a tough uh, start to the year so far for Neil Brown. Uh, you know, they're kind of just hemorrhaging players off that roster, either, you know, by injury or by defection. Um, and it looks like uh, Austin Kendall probably won't be playing this weekend, or at least he's questionable uh, quarterback. The uh, the odds makers have installed the Sooners as thirty three point favorites. Um, obviously, this isn't an official pick for either of us, but if if you had to go one way, I mean, what are you thinking here? I you know I think that <clears throat> excuse me that line is about right. West Virginia is terrible, especially. I mean, they may be without their starting quarterback. Um, I guess I would kind of tend to lean West Virginia just because that line's pretty heavy. You're coming off Texas. 11 a.m. kick. Um, I, I guess I would lean West Virginia, but I think that line is about right. Yeah, I mean, Oklahoma is going to win this one going away, in my opinion. It's just a matter of if they can get it up over 33 points. Uh, especially, you know, you don't really know how quickly uh, Lincoln Riley will give his guys the hook if, if they yep. get up to a big lead in the second <clears throat> half. I'm sure that he'd like to get some more guys in there, especially when you consider, you know, they had to kind of shorten their rotation last week, especially position mm-hmm. like receiver, uh, w- you know, with with everything that was on the line versus Texas. So I wouldn't be surprised to see more, you know, some of the guys who didn't get as much time against the Longhorns uh, in this game. I think I would also take the points here, but, um, you know, if OU did come out and just demolished them, uh, you know, kind of riding, still kind of riding the high from last week, that wouldn't shock me in the least. And is there some pressure on OU to win, to win convincingly? I mean, I kind of think not. I mean, I think they have to win out and they're in or, you know, lose a game and you're out. I, I don't think, you know, there may be some teams that, like a Georgia or Notre Dame going down the line that, that may need to have some convincing wins. Right. Um, right. one loss teams. But I, I think with OU, it's, it's kind of like you either go undefeated and you're in the playoff or you lose a game and you're out. Yeah. I mean, unless something really strange happens. Yeah. You know, it's kind of funny. I actually did a radio spot on Saturday night after the OU game. Um, and, uh, the, you know, the host was asking me, you know, well, can, can Oklahoma make the playoff with a loss or what's going to happen with Clemson if they, if they don't go undefeated? And it's, it's just so hard to say. I mean, I, you know, I, I kind of just want to say we got to, we can't, it doesn't, we, we don't know without knowing what everybody else is doing. Um, you know, but to that degree, I mean, the best 
answer to all these teams, if you're a team asking what you need to do is you need to win all your games and you need to win all of them by a lot. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, Fair enough. you know, it's kind of, it's, it's one of those things where, yeah. I, so I do think, you know, if you're a team in national national championship contention or hoping to be getting to the playoff, yeah, you do need to, to, uh, to run the score up if you can. And any chance OU gets a, and a kick time other than 11 a.m. going forward this season. There has to be one. There has to be one, right? Because they've got 11 a.m. again next week versus Kansas State. I mean, you know, for me, I'm watching it on TV. I don't necessarily mind so much, you know what I mean? But I, I do know it's it's a real, uh, you know, I mean, it is just a real kind of uh, kick in the teeth for, for fans who are trying to get there for the game or, you know, people who have stuff going on during the day. I got to think, you know, looking looking down the line, uh, like, for example, if Baylor keeps winning, uh, I got to think that OU, that, that, that will be a primetime candidate. You know, I mean, there's TCU coming up. There's uh, also Iowa Bed- State coming in. Bedlam also. Bedlam. I mean, so th- there'll be a few. But, yeah, you know, it's kind of funny because I guess Fox now treats, you know, that early window yeah, as kind of it's yeah. – big deal so i mean you know i guess in that sense you know OU's kind of their their bell cow you know what i mean yeah well it's either ou or ohio state every weekend i yeah. swear and that yeah. i mean it's just you can count on it <laughs> yeah yeah oh yeah so let me ask you this after what we saw out of texas last week do you think that ou will draw them again in the big 12 title game that would be my guess i mean i think they're the second best team now you know who knows what could happen, I guess, but um, the, I think the odds are pretty high. I'd, I'd put them at, you know, 80, 80, 90%. I, I'd be wow. that confident that they're the second best team. I, yeah. Yeah. You know, I look at it, they're, to me, especially if they can get a healthy. I guess, yeah. sorry, that's the other thing. But Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know though. I look at it and to me, they're, they're the second best team in the conference behind OU, but I'm not so sure that they're so much better than everybody that they're not going to get knocked off uh, another time or two before the end of the year. I mean, you know, they've got to go to Iowa State. They've got to go to Baylor. To they've got to go to yeah. TCU. Um, you know, the, uh, those aren't easy games. Uh, you know, so if, if they ended up if they end up losing two more and kind of going falling back to the pack. That that wouldn't shock me. I mean, if you ask me who who OU is probably going to play at this point, I'd say yeah, that's that's who it, it's going to be Texas again. But um, I really don't think it's a given after after last weekend. They've got to figure out that defense too. It's it looked bad against OU. Yeah, it did. Yeah, you know, and I guess Baylor really at this point, like they have the win over Iowa State, right? So yeah. uh, you got to think there that Baylor Texas game will be huge. Yeah, big implications for that. So, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, Skinny, thanks a lot, man. <sighs> Best of luck this week uh, with your picks. Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, uh, it'll be better than last week. So, all right, all right. Well, thanks again to the Skinny for joining us for this week's edition of Picks Trying Not to Suck. And thanks to you all for joining us too. Wherever it is that you're getting your podcast, make sure just to uh, rate, review, subscribe. You know, the, when you leave a review, it just makes it easier for people to find us out there. So uh, if you could all do that, that'd be a big help to us. So thanks again. And for the Blatant Homers and Podcast, I'm Alan Kenny. Take it easy. <laughs>